The Joe Mays and J-Rap Show is brought to you in part by Mays Sandwich Shop, serving delicious hometown favorites to the West Lawn community since 1947. listening to the Joe Mays and J-Rap Show, bringing you the latest news and commentary on baseball. The 0-2 pitch, swing and a miss, suck him out! The Philadelphia Phillies are 2008 World Champions of Baseball! Hockey. College football. But now Blackman is going to put it up on first down. He's going for the Thunder. Garrity! Touchdown! And the NFL. The Denver Broncos are world champions. They have just won Super Bowl 50. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Raffoff. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to the 216th episode of the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Mays, and sitting next to me, my co-host, Justin Raffoff. Yeah, it's uh, good to be back and plenty to talk about tonight as we kind of dive into one of our quote-unquote regular shows. Um, but, you know, it's that time of year where there's there's plenty to talk about. I know we, we love the October month um, when it comes to sports, and that's that's where we're at right now. I know October is probably only second to July, especially like mid-July. You know, for every you. year, um, every year. <laughs> so, so anyway, uh, this time of year though is is great, and uh, there's there's so much going on. So, um, you know, we we can't possibly get into all of that, but we're going to touch on a few things tonight, and, and that's that's just exciting. Yeah, football. That's what we're talking about. Right. Yeah. But we are. But I mean, like, there's plenty of football. <laughs> we are, as we show week to week. Yes, we are very much aware that the NHL just got underway with the Flyers having a nice win Friday night against the LA Kings, and then as usual, an right. overtime loss, not a right. shootout, right. overtime loss to the Arizona Coyotes right. in yesterday. From kind of following along while I was watching college football, um, it. I kind of got the impression that they didn't really deserve to to win the game at all. So to get the overtime and at least get the point, um, you know, not hey, not all bad. Getting so that one point, two, is two nice. road games, three points so far. That's Take good. It. Yeah, Take absolutely. It. Especially at West Coast yeah, stuff. Yeah, you know, long trip and get some of those games out of the way. You know, and they have now. I know it was you know much ado about nothing last week about how the Flyers have the smallest roster in terms of height in the NHL. Which okay. Uh, they also have one of the youngest rosters yeah. in the NHL after they brought up Ivan Provorov, the young defenseman, and Travis Konecki, the young forward, both so I believe, had 19. They a couple of nice plays already. They had combined for three assists in the first game and are looking as promising as ever. I know general manager Ron Hextall didn't want to have them up this year. If he could, he likes to keep his players in the juniors. That's how he helped build the great squad that's playing in LA that they just beat the other night. Uh, you know, through the draft, young players letting them blossom in the in the lower levels before calling them up. But hey, he said they earned it on merit. They're with the Flyers team out of training camp because of the way they played in the preseason and during training camp. And they are expected to be here all season. Now a lot of times you'll see a young player get a, you know, what a cup of coffee with the team yeah. where they get like 10 or 12 games and then their salary becomes guaranteed or something vests. So then they'll send them back down to Lehigh Valley or loan them back to their junior team. That is not happening or that's not expected to happen. Right. Yeah. So, so uh, we'll kind of see how it plays out, but you know, it is exciting to see some of the young talent, um, you know, at least get their shot to kind of show what, what's going on here. So um, like you said, we're, that's in full swing, but definitely uh, dominating the show as it almost always does is, uh, you know, the NFL seasons, um, underway and last, uh, you know, last couple of weeks, there's, there's been, um, some more, yeah, interesting games. You know, it, it seems like, I don't know, I feel like in years past, a, a couple of weeks into the season, you could start to have things all figured out and kind of figure out how, what's going on. Now we've pretty much reached the middle of October and I feel like I'm just now starting to get a grasp on it. I feel like watching today's games, 
I started to realize, you know what, maybe this is how this team is going to be. And you know what, this team, maybe they're better than I was giving them credit for all that kind of stuff. I'm starting to finally settle in and we're more than uh, a third of the way through the season. So it's, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, it is absolutely crazy. But before we dive into the week six action, we want to take a step back and go to week five. Now we're not going to touch on every game. We'll kind of highlight the ones important to us and more importantly, our listeners, the teams that they're interested in. We may throw a game or two in here that was interesting, maybe had a controversial call or a crazy ending. Uh, but let's start back at the beginning of week five um, and just say the Thursday night game was Arizona at San Francisco. The Cardinals needed a win in that one. They went on the road and they got it 33-21. to That was a big game for the Cardinals without Carson Palmer. Yeah, that- Drew Stan on a Thursday night on the road. Right. So they kind of had everything going against them there, except the one big thing, and that would be playing a Chip Kelly defense. It seems so, so long ago that the 49ers shut out the LA Rams in the season opening yeah, weekend. Yeah, 28 nothing. Yeah. It seems like a the long, 49ers long time ago. 1 and 4 after that game, and they got worse after today, which we'll touch on in a bit. Other games from week five Patriots over Browns and Tom Brady's debut, not too unexpected. Yeah, not too shabby. Uh, over 400 yards passing for Brady. He's pretty good. Uh, Bears fall to the Colts. The Colts, some late heroics again. They yeah. beat the Chicago Bears 29-23. I never really looked for it, but I was still shocked that they made the Colts play the week after they played in yeah, London. Yeah, surprising. I thought that was part of the deal. I know we mentioned that before, but um, I feel anyway, like more to, should have been made of that when the schedule came out in April. Yeah, and I like I kept waiting for more of it to be made last week, and I didn't hear anyone mention it other than us. Um, right. <laughs> Everyone so, should be listening to us. We yeah. obviously have the best hot takes. Yeah. So anyway, I don't. I don't know. But again, to win that game, the Bears aren't good. But to win that game um, at all, I I found impressive. And um, you know what? You look. I don't know. The Colts are a team where maybe I still don't really understand where they are. So yeah. Um, we'll talk more about that later. And what should surprise no one is. Tennessee going to Miami and beating the Dolphins 30 to 17. This is a game that if Miami wanted to have any hope of saving their season, and I know what happened today, it doesn't matter. They needed to beat the Titans. You know, they, they, they played Seattle tough in Seattle. They played New England tough in New England. They beat the Browns. They probably shouldn't beat the Browns. They didn't look good against the Bengals. Then they lay an egg against the Titans. Yeah. It doesn't matter what they did this week. That was a game they needed to win to Turn the season right. around and have a chance, and they couldn't get it done. And this it was is one where, where when you look at today's result, they won today's battle, but they had a huge setback in the war. Yeah, the, <laughs> of the war season. of the 2016 season. They had a huge setback last week. Uh, Redskins over Ravens, 16 to 10. A bit of a surprise, yeah, and, I think. And a close call. It was one on a overturned, I believe, correctly overturned. I did not honestly really follow up on it, but the Ravens scored what could be potentially the go ahead touchdown. Uh, towards the end, but it was overturned as the receiver only got one foot down in bounds, I believe. And the Ravens started three and zero, dropped to three and two after this game, and after today yep. they dropped to three and three. Vikings over Texans, thirty one thirteen. Minnesota five and zero, and they go into the bye week. They're on looking fire. good, best team in yeah. the NFL. I mean, it's hard you to say argue. not. And it's if you talk about most complete team, they've got great special team contributions already. They've had a couple of returns for touchdowns there. Solid defense. Actually, defense, they probably have – I don't know if it's statistically the best, but – No, well – Actually, by some metrics, I know it's not. But by others, if you look at, like, the whole package, their defense has been really good. I saw them comparing them, I think, to the 85 Bears, and this Vikings team had bested them in all the categories they pointed out. And that's crazy because think about the league now, and they talk about how offensive stats are meaningless. If you were to compare offensive stats from now to 85, they would talk about how meaningless that is because everything's geared around offense now. Okay, well, think about what a defense is doing. Right. If Not just, like, in terms of a lot of times when they make that comparison – they're using it in terms of like, well, the game's different now, but you know, this would be like the 85 bears. Like, no, we're saying like statistically, even with the games change, this is now it's through five games. Who knows how it'll play out, but the Vikings, right. man, and on offense, I got to give it to them. Like Sam Bradford's there. Yeah. And the wow. key is surprise without key Adrian is, Peterson and without, without some key offensive linemen. Right. This is incredible what the There's Vikings at are least doing right two, now. Maybe three guys that started the season. Right. They're missing Adrian Peterson. The Vikings are five and oh, got into a bye week, try to get a little bit healthier. Crazy. Absolutely. Yeah. And with the way the Packers are playing 
and the inconsistency of the Lions and the Bears not being good at all. This is the Viking division to lose, and they could have this wrapped up by Thanksgiving. Yeah, they could. We could enter December and they have this wrapped up. Wow. With everything that happened in the beginning of the year with Teddy Bridgewater and the trade for Sam Bradford. Which, yeah, leads to some interesting questions moving forward if this continues for the Vikings. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, The Steelers got back in the win column after they lost to the Eagles. They beat the Jets 31-13. Well, they beat Kansas City after that. Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. They did. But still. Two-game winning streak after that. that A lot of people talk about how the Steelers, it's been a long time since they've won in Philadelphia. Well, it's almost, uh, it's a similar statistic, maybe not identical. Jets in Pittsburgh. Jets record in Pittsburgh is awful. Atlanta gave Denver their first loss in an an exciting game and a bit of a surprise. 23-16, the Falcons went to Denver and won in my high. And uh, Tevin Coleman, I believe, who suffered from sickle cell. Is it Tevin Coleman or was it... um, It is Tevin Coleman. Devontae Freeman. It's Tevin Coleman. Coleman. Yeah, because... He decided to play despite the... You know, risks, and he had a huge game for yeah. the Falcons. And he's really come on. Um, I had him in fantasy last year, and he got the concussion. He got a bad concussion and missed a lot of time. Um, and Devontae Freeman seized the opportunity. Well, the Falcons are kind of in a position now where they've got two, two good great backs. backs yeah. yeah. And uh, remember, Tevin Coleman lit it up, I think, in Indiana. Indiana, right? Yeah. Devontae so. Freeman's from Florida State. So they got two um, – Power five guys in their backfield, and, and they're playing like it. Uh, suffered a bit of a setback today, but you, you know, know what, it's though, not unexpected. When, right. And not to jump ahead too much, but they played at the Broncos last week, come back, play at Seattle, coming off of a bye this week, and arguably should have had a chance to win that game at the right. end. Yes. But that that's a side because they had opportunities to not have it be in that position, and they literally handed it away. So, um, you know, that goes back and forth. But the Falcons are one of those teams that I said they're much, they're probably much better than I thought they were. Now that being said, they were five and zero last year, and the wheels fell off. This just seems different. Oh, it seems a lot different. So because they can run the ball and their defense, like now, you know, defense today a little different, but they they kind of took it to the Broncos last week. And what what impressed me was how they were able to score twenty three points on the road at Denver. Um, they were kind of able to spread them out and attack them right up the gut and. It was interesting. Another game that was a bit of a surprise, at least to me, yep. was um, not so much that the Cowboys beat the Bengals, but entering the fourth quarter, it was 28 nothing. How un- non-competitive the game was. It, yes, I agree. Um, this is one of those where I thought I picked the Cowboys because I originally did, but I changed it before I sent my picks in. Because I was like, you know what? The Bengals have to come around sooner or later, right? right. You, th- you would think. And when they were coming off a long week, it, too. So it didn't really surprise me that the Cowboys won. However, the just domination. I think they had 200 yards in the first in the first quarter, like 200 yeah, rushing yards. Defense right couldn't do anything. Offense couldn't do anything until in the fourth quarter right. when the game was a bit out of right. hand. Yep. So Dallas moved to four and one. Bengals fell to two and three, and we actually see the same result for each of those teams in this week, which yep. we'll get to in a few minutes. Uh, elsewhere, the Bills beat the Rams after starting zero two. Buffalo three straight wins, and they improved on that this week, thirty to nineteen in L.A. The Chargers, another heartbreaking late late fourth quarter loss as the Raiders came out on top 34-31. play calling there too. Raiders moved to 4-1. and one. Packers able to beat the Giants on Sunday Night Football 23-16. to The Packers, at, while they're at 3-1, and one, a little uninspiring and not exactly a, a yeah. lot of faith in, uh, yeah. in at Lambeau right now. A little now. awkward as you could hear when they honored Favre at halftime today. Well, I, I, this is getting ahead to today. But you could hear people in the stands who were like yelling, and you could hear them on the mics yelling, "Put him in the game!" <laughs> like, but yeah, wow, they're starting to turn on Aaron Rodgers, right? And I think it's more frustration, not not necessarily calling for Aaron Rodgers' job yet, more just like, "Come on, Packers!" In general, like we're, this is the team. You know, we we've talked about it a lot in the preseason every year when we talk about until you prove otherwise. You know, Packers are the team here. Well. Maybe they're starting to prove otherwise this year. You know, that's yeah. that's kind of what it's starting to look like. Absolutely. And then in the Monday night game, which you expected to see the Panthers start to turn it around and get it on track. It was the Thursday night game of all Monday night games. <laughs> Buccaneers, Panthers, Panthers at home. Although maybe to be out there by this Monday night's game, but okay. <laughs> they scored just 14 and surrender 17. And, and right. Panthers, who lost one game last year, not counting the Super Bowl, 
are one and four, and uh, spoiler alert, it didn't get better in week right. six. And it looked like they might have saved their season today. Like, it looked like it. You thought so. Now, there's one game we didn't talk about from week oh, five. Oh, gosh. But the Eagles coming off of a bye, riding high, 3-0. and Carson Wentz looking great. You know, people really excited for the season. They go to Detroit and lose by a point, right. 24-23. It was, it was 21-10 at halftime because the Eagles were able to put up 10 second quarter points. Then the Eagles score 10. So next thing you know, it's 21-20. The Eagles go up 23-21. They've got the ball. They've got, you know, all these things lined up. And next thing you know, it's third down and probably like four or so. And they hand off to Ryan Matthews, who I immediately, before it happened, I'm like, he's carrying the ball in the wrong arm. He was carrying it on the inside arm. Helmet that on the ball. That is a huge no-no. Helmet on the ball. Especially at a point in the game where, look, if you're down and like you're reaching to try to make a play, and you know it happens, hey, you made an aggressive mistake. It didn't work out this time. You're at a spot in the game where you should be as conservative as you can possibly be. He handed off to the veteran. The, the rookie quarterback had the Eagles in a position to win. Um, you, what you do there, the Lions had no timeouts. You you run it, you run the clock down, you punt, right? And you give the Lions like 40 seconds or so to drive the length of the field for their field goal. Right. Well, instead, he fumbles the ball. Now, he fumbled the ball. It was touched by guys who were out of bounds. All right, it was touched by guys who were out of bounds, so it should have been Eagles' ball anyway. Now the ball would have gone out, play the clock would have stopped, but it should have been the Eagles' chance to punt. Eagles stop the Lions dead in their tracks on first and second down, then give up a huge play on third down to put them in field goal range, and the Lions kick it. They get the ball back with a minute and a half, and uh, on the first play, Carson Wentz throws tries to throw 60 yards, get it all in one shot, and it, it was picked off. Also, I mean, it, it's tough to say because, you know, it was a long throw, but um, the receivers did no help of breaking up. Take the pass interference. Don't let the guy catch the ball and end the game. But, you know, whatever. Um, it, you know, it, it was one of those where I'm going to live with the Carson Wentz mistake there. He's a rookie. Um, and again, then they were in a position where, okay, he made a mistake being aggressive. It, I immediately had flashbacks to the Penn State pick game where oh, Chase McSorley yeah. threw it deep when all they needed was the field goal. All they needed was the field goal, tried to force it, bad things happened. But it, I, I also tried to tell myself, look at McSorley like, since then. He has progressed. He's, he's, gotten, he's, gotten, he's done well. He's done well. The team worked from that and has been pretty good. I, Michigan aside, Michigan – as of right now, well, one of the best teams in the country, teams, right yeah. on the road. That's as unfortunate happen. as that is, right. So, I kind of looked at you know the Lions aren't one of the best teams in the NFL. That that's different. But you know what? They're a veteran running back fumbling the ball at the most inconvenient time away from winning that game, or at least having a much better shot at winning on that the game. road. Right. So okay, you know you'll take that. It would have been better if that was against the Vikings though, and right. not the Lions. Right. But it also ends up like. Where was the defense in the first half? Where was the offense in the first quarter? Like, it was it was an inconsistent game. In the NFL, you can't show up for a half and expect to win. And in reality, the Eagles Some teams only don't showed show up, up for a game. The Eagles only showed up for a half, but not consecutive quarters. They sh- they played well in the second quarter and in the fourth quarter, but you know it just it wasn't it wasn't going to be. Um, Oh, sorry. That was today's score. I was looking at the scores today. Yeah, but still, there's 24, 23. Right. Last but they only they scored ten points in the second and third quarters, and then three points in the fourth quarter. So again, they only put two really good quarters back to back, and the defense was nowhere to be found in the first half. That played out again today. Yeah. To continue your misery, let's jump to week six, and we'll get back to the Thursday night game, which. Yeah. I'd say mostly a surprise, though you did pick it. But we'll go to Eagles-Redskins. Eagles-Redskins. Eagles coming off the loss. Redskins coming off a win. Redskins, you know, need to keep pace and get yeah. back into where they're going in the East, hosting the Eagles. Right. Big game. And 
you know, despite the score being 27-20 and it, you know, being close one possession, Eagles with a chance late in the game, it's, Eagles almost, I, and I hate is, to say this, no. but they almost didn't deserve to be in the game. No, no, they didn't. They didn't deserve to be in the game. They, I don't this want to discount the way they where, got their 14, right. but that, I mean, when you get 14 from defense and special teams, there's something wrong. Right. And if, if you get that and then you get others, you're like, okay, well, right. You know, yeah. Like then that, it's just added. Then bonus. it becomes like, oh, well, the interception return for a touchdown, they might have scored on like that. We saw play. Wilson against Penn Manor. Right. But here, like, if the defense or special teams didn't score, there was nothing to tell me that they were going to score otherwise. Right. Um, Again, slow start. Gave up 21 points in the first half. Yep. So you get a hole. Slow start offensively, right? Where they were off to a hot start offensively in the first three games. Now uh, they've had back-to-back games where they didn't score in the first quarter. And then they, they got it going in the second half, but that was all defense. That was the kickoff return for a touchdown, which came off of because there was a penalty to Vernon Davis for a celebration. So mm-hmm. they had to kick off. Uh, Wendell Smallwood took it 86 Back yards. To the half. And then Malcolm Jenkins returned. Off but cousins. prior to that, so that was after the Eagles returned the kickoff for a touchdown. They kick off. Redskins drive right down the field again, and he returns it like 64 yards for a touchdown. So they were go, they were driving. They were going to get points again. Um, they got two field goals in the fourth quarter, but it was one of those where everything the Eagles did, it seemed like they had to try so hard. And then the Redskins would just, boom, run 60 yards, touchdown, or, you know, whatever. Like, it just, like... The Eagles climbed right into it, and then next thing you know, uh, the Redskins three plays, seventy yards touchdown. <laughs> As just, a, the game was summed up by the first offensive play for the Eagles when uh, Ryan Kerrigan literally ripped the back of Carson Wentz's jersey so bad that he had to replace the jersey for the second second thing. As a duo that jointly Which, controls, how is it not a horse collar if if. If you only grab the jersey, it's maybe irrelevant. he was in the pocket. Like honestly, I I wasn't watching at the time. I was working on something, but like. Maybe he, he was in the pocket, so it couldn't have been, you know, if you're right in that area. So I, I don't know, but as a duo that jointly controls a fantasy team, starting two Eagles today, probably not going to produce many points. No. So if you started for, say, Zach Ertz and Jordan Matthews, probably no. not getting much. No. Just FYI. Now, some of, some of the frustrations I had today where I know the Redskins were bringing pressure, but one of the things the Eagles have done early on and they kind of got away from it a little bit last week in Detroit as well, was they started Wentz out with a lot of short passes uh, to try and get him in some rhythm early. Um, and they, they weren't calling those today. And so he was just a little off on some of the throws. Now, some of the throws downfield today early were Jordan Matthews catches it but only gets one foot in bounds. Well, okay, that's that's one where if he could catch it and get one foot, you got to think, oh, well, you know what? It was in the right spot. He's got to get two feet down, you know, or at least make a, a try for it. He wasn't even close. He didn't even try. Um, so, you know, you look at, well, that's not really on the quarterback. Um, there are some throws that were off, like don't get me wrong, but it, the other guys need to help out the rookie quarterback. You can't have it be like the rookie quarterback needs to do everything. And the last two games that hasn't really been there, including penalties, man. They're still taking so many stupid, stupid penalties. Earlier this that week, are killing them. They lost by seven. They got a touchdown. At least one touchdown was because they they got um uh, they got an extra shot at, at things. They got a roughing the passer. They got a face mask. They got all kinds of stuff. So the Eagles are hurting themselves too much right now. It to be honest, they're at what three and two now. Yes, that's about that's above where I kind of had pegged them. Not necessarily game by game, but they are kind of right where we kind of pegged them. They're they're not awful, but they're not that good you know they're kind of in between two things first earlier this week lane johnson's suspension that was eds was upheld it's his second offense so it's a 10 game absence the whole thing of this just like don't be wrong like he did it before like i'm not i'm not here to proclaim his innocence but he did it before and served four game suspension that's why he was a 10 game suspension this time but this happened in the middle of august which means he probably tested back in july Right, the beginning of training camp is generally one of the times they test you. Mm-hmm. So they appealed, and it was so the whole thing is so messed up that he just found out now. Like they say, usually the appeal process to knowing is two weeks. Well, and he just he found just, out, but he no. just went in to talk to someone. Right, I know they they he went in during the buy to talk again, but they said usually it's decided by, but like 
It's all weird. Now, I'm not defending Lane Johnson because they got four he, games he out of it. He did it before. He was tested for it. But, like, you know what? Hey. They'll get him back for two games at the end of the year, week 16 right. and 17. And, and he lost all his. He lost all of the guarantee on his right. $25 million. And as a reminder, so. Eagles, Cowboys, Week 17 in Philadelphia. Yeah, so, wow. The That's second not... thing was, and this is what I wanted to say, and I, I, I didn't say it, and I wish I did so that I could be like, see, this is what I was waiting for. Back when they went 3-0 and going yep. into the bye. You know, and you guys were, we were having a good time, right, right, right. you know, you you guys, you know, I know, and I know you joke, right, you're right. happy, but you know, you're not like, you know, buy all the Eagles stock in the world. So I... You understand I was kidding yes. when I said he's better than uh, Yes, I, trust me. I, I understand. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but what I wanted to say was, we see this all the time with rookie quarterbacks. Yeah. As soon as you have a few games played, yeah. Yeah. NFL defensive coordinators and players are smart enough right. and experienced enough to figure out what they can do to exploit right. your weaknesses. And so, and I'm not putting this all on him. No, no, no. Obviously, this isn't no. just a Carson Wentz issue. Right. But that's the problem was that the other guys who need to step up in that situation to help the team have it. The Eagles don't have a wide receiver that can get open. They don't. Right. They don't. I like Jordan Matthews, but he makes it hard to like him. It makes him hard to defend him sometimes. Like not, not literally. Literally. Defend him as a fan. Right. Easy. Literally in the game, it's easy to defend him. And that's the problem. Um, like the fastest guys are not the good receivers. And that's, right. that's a problem. Right. You're, you're Jordan um, Matthews and Nelson Aguilar, which is why it turns some heads when, before, like this week on conference calls, like Deshaun Jackson says, no, he wouldn't rule out maybe coming back to Philly when he's a free agent at the end of the year. And everybody's like, whoa, like you said, you know, you had all these problems with Philly. And he just straight up says, the people who had a problem with me in Philly and got rid of me aren't there anymore. That's what he straight up said, yeah. which is true. Like, it is he, true. Like, he took some heat for that. But nothing he said was wrong there. No, he was it, 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 it the is truth. true. The guys in the front office and Chip Kelly didn't like him, and they got rid of him. Now, I was all on board with the Chip Kelly mindset of like, if you're gonna go with Chip Kelly, especially Chip Kelly, you've got to be give all him in control. And, yeah, like let to, him do to, it his to, way to let him. Which is why I think this 49ers thing is going to be a disaster. We're getting sidetracked now, but because there they have maybe the GM with the biggest personality in all of football in terms of. Maybe not like in the news, but in terms of there's no denying it. Look, he's run off coach after coach already. Good coaches. He ran off Harbaugh. Now I know Harbaugh rubs people the wrong way, but like it was a GM who doesn't want to take a back seat to anyone, including the successful head coach. Um, so I, I don't know. It's, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy. I think the Eagles are going to be okay. The job now is going to be all right. Doug Peterson, you earn your money. The defenses have adjusted to the things you were doing the first three weeks. Now it's your turn to adjust to you the things that have happened the last need two to figure weeks. It out. Right. You need um, to figure out how Lane Johnson's replacement, which right. I'm not even going to attempt to announce his yeah. name, but people on Twitter were calling him Winston Justice <laughs> <laughs> um, or Human Turnstile. Yeah. Um, they got to figure out what they're going to do on the offensive line in his absence. They got to figure out how they're going to start to adjust their play calling and and personnel to you know, get the upper hand. It's a chess game. That's what the NFL is. Now it's the Eagles' turns to adjust. Right. And so the Eagles have to make the adjustment. The Eagles also, this was a little unsettling, based on records so far this year, have the hardest remaining schedule of oh, any team nice. left. So nice. that's what you need when you're building. Yes, absolutely. I so, say young team. They're not that young. That's the problem. They have money invested in some older guys. So who knows? That but. may be because that their next two games are against teams that are currently 10-1. and one. Right, yeah. yeah. You know, because... Um, week seven, the Eagles just uh, play the Vikings, and then the uh, week after that, they go to Dallas. You know what, though? Maybe, maybe that'll benefit them because the best game they had was the game that they had no business winning. And so, I think as of right now, you think they're, they're they, going to rise to the they're top. They're going to be underdogs the next two weeks, absolutely. And so, because of that, you know what? Maybe, maybe the they play. They play to the. Comp- I think the pressure, in some ways, the pressure's on because you need to respond. If but if they could win one of those two. If they could be four and three, I'd call that a success. I know some people won't because it's the NFL and there's no moral victories, blah, blah, blah. But if they if they were to beat one of those two teams that, that let's face it, are better than them. Four and I three with a win over the Vikings or the Cowboys, right. I, don't, I don't see why you'd be upset with that. I know after starting three and no, people are going to be like, well, they were one and three in the next four. But, right. hey, you got to take little wins when you have a rookie head coach and a rookie quarterback. Right. I One last thing. We talk about Doug Peterson making adjustments. I think Jim Schwartz is doing a great job, 
but he like teams have adjusted to him in the first half too. They've given up back to back first halves of twenty one points, and then they've done much better in the second half. He needs to do those adjustments before the game, not at halftime. Right, right. And I feel like this is a conversation we have with not just our NFL teams. <laughs> um, all right, we've got three texts here from my dad. First was pointing out that the Eagles play the Vikings and hence will be 3-3 three and three after next week. That's that's from him. Okay. Um, that's all right. They're just pushing that. The Vikings are just pushing that uh, that second pick. That they get from the Eagles <laughs> up into the ne- up into higher rounds, and he actually asked a question here. He says, "Do you and Justin want to change your Super Bowl picks?" I honestly, now we're about a third, approximately a third through the season. I know there's not a I'm not 18 weeks, sure. but I think I picked you know, someone against the Patriots. You picked uh, you either pick Seahawks. I think you picked I Seahawks did, over I, Patriots. I did pick Seahawks over Patriots, and I'm I not, picked Steelers over Seahawks. I'm not changing. No, I think you're just safe. Um, I I'm not ready to to dump on the Steelers, which no, we'll get to in no, a second. Because, but my but dad says I don't this, I don't see I don't see Pittsburgh doing it. Is what he says. I don't think their defense is good enough, which is exactly what we kind of said. If they have a weakness, it's still there. Yeah. Um, ben got nicked today. He did. But we can we can. But touch see, on something my thing is, know, but... if not the Steelers, the only other option is the Patriots. Who else in the AFC is worthy? No one. And and look at it this way. How many times have we seen the Steelers look vulnerable in September and October? And then they roll and in November, November and December. Like, by their, like, the week before Thanksgiving, they're going to start to win. They're going to win, like, five of the last six or six of the last seven, hit the playoffs rolling to be the team that no one wants to play. They're going to play the Patriots in the AFC Championship game. That's how this is going to work out. Like, I think I honestly Well, that's think what that's we call it. We both had right. Steelers Patriots in the AFC Championship game. Right. And right now, I don't see you know, anyone making I'm, me change. I know people I'm, were probably screaming, what about the Broncos? What about the Broncos? Right. I'm sorry. I know Simeon started score. hot. They can't score. And their but, defense has now been exposed two weeks in a row. Right. Not that 21 points and 23 points is exposed, but for the Broncos, that is. Like, the Broncos, right. that is exposed. So, you know. All of a sudden, like, don't get me wrong. Yes, Peyton Manning was not that great last year, but all of a sudden you're seeing it's not quite as simple as just putting anyone in there. You know, like as much as everybody was like, "Oh, anybody could play quarterback for the for the Broncos." No, 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 not anyone. Like it still required certain like skill sets. And right now, it's not really Trevor Simeon's fault. No one can do that in the NFC. I, I still think the Seahawks are great. Um, I guess I'd look at Atlanta, con- possible yeah, contender there. Um, Arizona's who, looked bad. The it, Panthers looked awful. Um, Vikings obviously have to be in the, in the consideration. Yeah. So Vikings, Seahawks, Falcons, and Patriots, Steelers. Honestly, I'd say the Vikings are probably the best right Broncos. now. Broncos. Those are the top six teams in the NFL. Yeah. I don't really think there's an argument otherwise. No. You know, there's going to be teams that will, you know, hey, if Oakland would have won today, I probably would have considered it. But they didn't. So. Right. Sorry. Uh, well, let's quick go through some of these games. We mentioned Denver, two straight losses. That's because on Thursday night, they lost to the Chargers. Who The Chargers are a sneaky team. You know, right. they could, honestly, I think they possibly could be undefeated if they could right. finish the final two minutes of a game. Right. I think all four of their losses have come after they led in the fourth quarter and a- after they led in the final with five minutes. Yeah. That, at, at worst, you know, if everything went their way, I think at worst they'd be five and one. Right. And instead they're two, two and, and four, four, which is... Mm. It helps them that the Raiders lost today, but that that's tough. right. Yeah, I mean that's an interesting division. Broncos four and two, Chargers two and four, Raiders now four and two, tied with the Broncos. Chiefs I you look, also four look at and the two. Broncos. I I can't recall their schedule altogether, but all of a sudden the win against the Panthers doesn't was look that great. As good as of a win, you know. Right. Like I I don't know. Um, and then you look at some. So yeah, they beat Carolina, they beat Indianapolis, which again, what's that win? They beat Cincinnati. Okay. What's that win? Tampa they Bay. beat Tampa Bay. So the four teams they, they beat were all four were four teams that were projected to be good, but are and not are great struggling right now. so yeah. far. And who knows what they're going to? Their end biggest up being. test might have been Atlanta, and they lost right at home. Yeah, at home. Yeah. Now they get they get Houston and San Diego back to back at home, so they get to see the Chargers again. Right. This time at home. Um, then and they also, for the season. then they get to go to Oakland oh, and look at, huge. look at this week 17. Yeah. Oakland at Denver and Denver plays KC the week before yeah. and hosts New, New England the week before that. Yeah. So their last, their last three games, man, I think we're going to, yeah, we'll know by Thanksgiving though, like what this team is like, cause they've got Houston, which is a team like they should beat, right? If they don't, that's, that's a problem. San if they're Diego at who home, they if think they we are, again, they should win. 
most of these next they games, should at least Houston, be three and one, San Diego, Oakland. So they, I'd these say interesting at Oakland games. can be tough, except Oakland's terrible at home. Right. Like they've only won like one out of the last 10 at home. All right. It'll so be interesting because that won't be their home for much longer. But. <laughs> uh, 49ers, Bills. Kaepernick got his first start in they, basically a year. Right. Um, didn't look too bad going into half. It was 17 13. Right. And I was starting to think, is this the bill where the Bills are the Bills and lose this game that they absolutely have no reason to lose? No, this is when we see a Chip Kelly team be led by Chip Kelly and yep. an inept and uh, defense and control. offense. Uh, Bills went on to win 45 to 16. And never underestimate. Uh, McCoy wanting revenge on right, and on he did get injured. And I told you, I thought it was an ACL yeah. because he went down and immediately grabbed his knee, and I was like, "Well, that's never good." Right. Uh, but he ended up being okay. He scored three touchdowns today. Yeah. Now, if the Browns wanted to get a win this year, today would have been the day to do it because looking at the rest of their schedule, they're not going to be favored in a single game the rest of the year. They lost yeah. to the Titans today, twenty-eight twenty-six. They're zero and six. You know who's better than I thought he would be? Thrill Pryor. Yeah, oh, yeah, Man, definitely. He, you know what? I'm sure he, he wanted to be a quarterback, but he all he, you know what he wanted more? To play in the NFL. And he's found himself a spot, and he's going to be a receiver. Like, he is. Oh, absolutely. He's their best receiver. He, he's their best he receiver. He might be their best player. No, no. He is their best player. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the, so they play at Cincinnati, host the Jets, host the Cowboys, at Baltimore, host Pittsburgh, Host the Giants before their bye. In what game there would they be favored? None. Were they favored in any of these games? Were they? No. Um, they, I think technically today, no, they weren't favored today. Tennessee was favored today, especially at home. Then after the bye, they host Cincinnati, go to Buffalo, host San Diego, go to Pittsburgh in Week 17. And what and those games do you well, see and, them winning? And to make it tough, I'd say maybe at Pittsburgh if Pittsburgh has playoff stuff locked up. True, true, true. <laughs> that sounds terrible, but that might be that might be it. But then you'd also have the Browns wanting to lose to improve draft position. Although if they're if they're zero fifteen, I'm not sure they really have to worry about yeah. it. Now we alluded to this earlier, but the Ravens, after winning their first three games, have lost their last three. They fell to the Giants and again. Another team that's like finding ways to lose. Right, the Ravens. Three and three Giants needed a win to keep pace in the NFC East and look like they're a team that could contend for a division title. And like we said, possibly all four teams right there. Now I know Dallas is starting to distance themselves. Still a lot of time to go, but Giants need this time win. For Romo to come back and screw it up. Unfortunately for me, playing my Uncle Bob in fantasy, Odell, Odell Beckham, Beckham who I can't day. stand. And did you see a celebration? Yeah, it went net. over to the, the goal. Yeah, the kicking net. <laughs> that yeah. was funny. No, it wasn't. It's it was old. Funny. It's old hat now. He needs to move on. Giants win 27-23. Panthers, we talked, having a rough go. Ooh. They're now 1-5. and five. They they outscored the Saints 21-10 to 10 in the fourth quarter. 28-17 to 17 in the fourth and lost overall. Because they're outscored 24-10 to 10 and 14 nothing in the first quarter. Yeah, so Panthers defense not getting it done. The loss of Josh Norman continues to hurt them. Yeah, Carolina doesn't look anything like the team of a year ago. No. They're very unlikely to make the playoffs at this point. It was uh they had a good day from um uh from the running back who came back today. Jonathan Stewart. Yeah, Jonathan Stewart had a nice day. If there's a team that can wallow in depression just like the Panthers, it's gotta be the Bears, who I believe were up sixteen to nothing early in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And the Jaguars proceeded to score 17 unanswered and win by a point. Yeah. And Allen Robinson continues to look amazing. Yeah, he's good. So Jaguars 17, Bears 16. Every time I think that, oh, this is the week where if the Jaguars lose, the coach is getting fired, they win. So Which is um, about two weeks in a row now, or two out well, of three. Well, they didn't play last week, so it was the last two games. <laughs> they had a bye coming home from New Eng- or right. coming home from London. Yeah. Not New England, just England. And then uh, the Colts did not. They had a, just adds to my confusion. They started the season with a close loss to Green Bay. Then they got housed by San Diego. They lost to Baltimore by two, which a game they should have won. Yep. Same thing. They lost in, or excuse me, they beat Indian Indianapolis in in London. In London, had in a, a game buy. they probably should have lost. Right. <laughs> like, and now they they beat Chicago by a point. So a lot of close games. Their only big loss was to San Diego, but you know could have beat Green Bay. Probably should have beaten Baltimore. You know, those swings are important right. in the NFL season. Um, now they get to host the Raiders. 
and then uh, they play at Tennessee. They got to win that Tennessee game if they want to have any choice or any chance at a wild card. Um, they and they get to finish the year at Indianapolis in Week 17. Yeah, so that's that's a little look at the Jaguars. Yeah, they finish Houston, uh, Houston, Tennessee, and um, all Indy, division games. All, all three in the last. The LA Rams visited the Detroit Lions. Lions coming off the victory of the Eagles last week, and this is an exciting game. Back and forth, a lot of points scored. Uh, you know, each team scored a touchdown per quarter. The biggest difference, the Lions chipped in a field goal near the end, and they won 31-28. to The surprise here, I think, is that the Rams have a bottom five defense in the NFL. Right. Oh, yeah, right, that's, with all those number one crazy. picks and great players, right. especially everyone, along the defensive right. line. Everyone thought, oh, the defense is going to be what carries them. Uh, they're struggling. Well, they lost a lot in their secondary, and that's the did. big issue did. in the NFL nowadays. Yeah. Bit of a surprise here. A bit. <laughs> Definitely a surprise, as no one in their right mind would have picked Miami to win this game. Did you pick them? No. Okay. Are you kidding me? Well, Miami. No one in your right mind. I kind of just let <laughs> well, me Well, I'm you. never in my right mind. Exactly. Miami scored 30 points against the Steelers, giving up only 15. They beat up Ben Roethlisberger. They held Antonio Brown in check. And when the Dolphins play perfect or near this, perfect this is what happens it's gonna say is this one of those games where you're excited about the win but you're frustrated with all the other games because you're like you lose the titans because, by 13 because you're like look you didn't even have to play as close like close to this good against the titans to win right or close to you just had to play if they played 85 percent of today they're probably oh my gosh they probably, might be five and one i was gonna say they're at least four and two yeah. at least four and two yeah, that's why it's frustrating. So, like, right. I'm happy they beat the Steelers, especially because they have so many people that are Pittsburgh fans. And I just get the glow about it. I actually think Miami I beat never the Steelers the last time they played. I never take joy. No, you never take joy in the Steelers losing ever. Right. No, none whatsoever. Just to be clear on that. <laughs> All right. So, Dolphins get a win. Yay. Steelers lost. Bit surprising there. Uh, moving on to another AFC North team, Bengals in search of uh, some motivation, some mojo, not happening in New England. Brady gets his first yeah. home win back not, with the not team a great this year. Day, not a great time to be looking for to get your mojo back no. when you have to go to Brady's first game back in New England. So the um, yeah, not not gonna happen. Bengals four to two and f- fall to two and four. The Patriots improved to five and one and are looking like the team to be not only in the FC but possibly in the NFL. Yeah, they're pretty good. Chiefs improved to four and two with a dismantling of the Raiders in Oakland, twenty six to ten. Um, Maybe it's Kansas City, the team to beat in the West. I don't know. We'll see. After this beatdown of the Raiders today, uh, it looks that way. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this is one of those Andy Reid after the bye, man. The week yep. after the bye, he is unreal. He's not undefeated anymore, but he is so good yeah. after the bye. The Seahawks look to be in control against the Falcons in Seattle, 17-3 to at half. And then the Falcons exploded in the third quarter for 21 points Couple to take coverages. the lead, 24-17. Seattle got nine points in the fourth quarter and held on to win 26-24. Yeah. They actually scored, and it appeared to be like a tie game. You know, they're going to kick the extra point to tie it up at 24. Um, I forget the tight end's name, but he got hurt in that. They had to like clear the field to like get him off because he hurt from his Seattle. Knee pretty bad. Yeah, not Jimmy uh, Graham. No, Luke Wilson. Yeah, Luke Wilson. All right. So there's a little, there was like a commercial and a delay before they kick the extra point. Extra point gets blocked. So now there's like five minutes left. And what does Matt Ryan do? Throw a pick at midfield, and the Seahawks go down, kick a field goal to go up. So right around two minutes left, they kick back to the Falcons. Falcons are coming and um, get to like fourth and ten in their own territory. Looking for Bomb Julio went Jones. Up to Julio Jones. He was absolutely interfered, interfered with, with, but no call. He, no call because who was defending? The best cornerback oh, in the brother. league, Richard Sherman. I don't know that there was interference. It was close. It was. It was yeah, close. It was interference. It was absolutely. Interference. Yeah, I can't believe they. But they didn't get it. it. Now that being said, I you know I understand them being furious at not getting a call. You got shut out nine nothing in in the fourth quarter. You know, like yeah. I, no, yeah, uh, there was obviously reasons and you scored that they three points could in the have won. Right. Like, but just, they absolutely should have had a chance at a long field goal. Like, I, I get it. Like, I'm not that upset because I wanted the Seahawks to win the game. Like, I, I, <laughs> Just look at it this way, silver lining. You played with possibly one of the best teams in the NFC. Don't yeah. want to discount the Vikings. And, and you could have, should have won. Right. Like I mentioned before. On the road. You played at Denver last week. Flew home. Played at Seattle this week. Seattle had a bye last week. Like, 
Yeah. Everything was stacked against you, and you were you went toe to toe with them. So you've got to do that because look at like your your division's not real good right now. So what the Falcons need to do is focus on building up this lead because last year they jumped out to a great start and were tied with the Panthers and just fell, fell off. off. How great would it be if we see a rematch in the NFC Championship game of the '98 season? Where the Vikings went fifteen and one, and went had to go. Or no, the Falcons went up there, and um, what was the name of the Vikings kicker that missed the kick? Was it Anderson? Anderson. Was yeah. it one of the Andersons? The only, only one he missed all year. Misses the field goal. You know, Landon back on that Minnesota team. Randall Cunningham. Randall Cunningham. Yeah. So and the Falcons went, and that was the Dirty Bird, you know, and, and all, and all lost that to stuff. John Elway. And lost to the the Broncos. Uh, but was that one in New Orleans? I don't remember. I, yes, it was because the yeah, Falcons got yeah, yeah. yeah soliciting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, good times, good memories. Almost twenty years ago, crazy to think about that. Yes, we're old. Last game to talk about: Cowboys at Packers. Where is Green Bay struggling? Yes, is that going to be confirmed? Is Dallas as good as you know some think they are? Yes. Yeah. Like this, Cowboys... this is one where uh, again where I'm starting to figure out. You know what, Cowboys. Like I thought, they had a you know they had a chance to to be pretty good this year. Like you know you don't don't know what to expect. Um, they are they're 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 better than I I was giving them credit for. Even though I thought they were going to be you know decent, pretty good. And the Packers aren't as good as I thought they were. So the Cowboys could easily be undefeated right now. They probably they should, should be, be the Giants in Week One. They should be yeah. You know now they're going on their bye, and uh, then they get to host the Eagles. Please let Tony Romo come back. And before traveling to Cleveland and Pittsburgh in back-to-back Let's weeks. Let's just be honest. It's not going to happen that, that that week. I know it's not. But just how awesome would it be? As just like a football fan, if Tony Romo came back for the Eagles game and the Eagles won in Dallas. Like, just like, you know, to like, me, from the news standpoint, it would just be insane. It would they'd be, be crazy to start Romo. I'm sorry. Yeah, I and agree. I'm, like, I'm generally a Romo they're fan. They're going to, right? No, so well, early. they're not starting against the Eagles because it's starting to come out that, you know, they're kind of getting a little hesitant right. and they say, well, they want to give him one more week after he's active to get better. And so, that's the Eagles game. Right. Well, yeah, but think about it this way. Like, what if he comes in against Cleveland and struggles and they win, but they struggle? There's no way they can struggle I don't against understand Cleveland. No, that how... offensive line, man, they shouldn't struggle against anyone. If you're six and one with the backup quarterback and winning, like winning convincingly, you know, some weeks looking really good. Now, you know, they only won by four points over the Redskins and a touchdown so over the 49ers, but this is the next Brady moment. Well, I, yeah, not, I've said that not already. Not saying that Dak's the next Brady, but just. No, it's comparable the, scenario. This is the, he's played well enough to not give the guy his job back. Well, it happened in Philly too. How many times you saw it first, Vic? Do it to Culpepper, or not Culpepper, to yeah. McNabb, right? Yep. And then you saw Cobb do it to Vic. Yep. So, you know, it, it's obviously there's a precedent in the NFL. If you're winning, you don't want to rock the boat. So I can't imagine them starting Tony Romo right. unless Dak has a terrible game. And even one, like he's a rookie. He's going to have a bad game eventually. Right. But with that offensive line and Ezekiel Elliott, the first, but first running honestly, back. If you want to talk about having a bad, bad game eventually when the Eagles defense has been, you know, brought back to earth. They're not terrible, but they're not great. Right. So you would think in Dallas, that offensive line, they should be able to be okay. Cleveland's defense isn't going to shut them down. Pittsburgh's Pittsburgh. defense isn't going to shut them down. Or Baltimore. Baltimore, maybe. They have some their moments. There. Right. They're a little beat up today. Washington's so. defense is probably, maybe, ooh, maybe ooh, Washington. December 1st. December 1st, you start to see it. That could be a huge game. Dallas at Minnesota. That could be for that's NFC Sunday, number one that's seed. a Sunday night game, too. NFC number one seed right yeah. there. It could be on the line December 1st. Wow. Yeah. What an incredible game that sets up to be. Yeah. And then I mentioned Dallas at Philly week 17. So, yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, and the Cowboys host the Redskins on Thanksgiving. So, that'll be fun. Yeah. Always is. So, Cowboys looking good, rolling over the Packers. Uh, today in Lambo, thirty to sixteen. Oh, December first must be a Thursday. Um, no, no. Wait, do they play back to back Thursdays? They do. They might. They play back to back Thursdays. They play Thanksgiving and then December first. Yeah, you're right. 
And wow, that's I, crazy. I was like, how do they play the first and eleventh if they're biased this week? But they play back to back Thursdays. Back to back Thursdays. Hey, it still works out. Right, yeah. So right now the Colts are beating the Texans in Houston thirteen to three. That's the Sunday night game on NBC. Tomorrow night, Jets go to Cardinals. Pretty much I mean, it must win for either team, but the Cardinals probably yeah. need it more. Yeah. Because yeah. the Jets don't that really have much of a chance. Probably done. Yeah. If the Cardinals they need like, they need to with keep Seattle pace looking with like Seattle. They, um Russell Wilson looked like he's Getting better, getting he's, healthier. Not, he's not a hundred percent, but he looks looked better than he did before the bye. Cardinals to go to two and four would be a problem there. Yeah, I definitely would. So um, that is what happened in the NFL in weeks five and six. We'll be back again in two weeks. We'll be talking about weeks seven and eight. So we actually will be on during the Eagles Cowboys game in two weeks. That might be Night good, before actually. Halloween. That might be good. We'll just have to turn your phone off so we can't get updates. <laughs> actually, that, that, that should be by an entertaining updates, show. By updates, I mean harassing texts from callers. And by callers, you mean <laughs> yeah. a single caller. Yeah. So um, I, I think that's pretty much it. Just make sure you – On the other hand, if, it, if for some reason it was going the other way, man, I would, I would thoroughly enjoy that show. Doing it live, huh? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Just remember to continue to go to JoeMazingJRF.com, which redirects you to our site on JMNJRRadio.com. You can follow us on uh, Facebook and Twitter. Um, I'm at JMFlyer1454. He's at Mr. Underscore Raffoff. You can also follow at JMNJR underscore radio and at JoeMazingJRF. And just visit the site, download it, spread, spread the word, get people to listen to us. And uh, also listen to uh, the Bulldog Hour. We're, we're doing it often this year. We're already going to be recording episode six next weekend, and uh, we're having a lot of fun. The team is uh, what are we at six and one now? Six and one with a big, big game, game this week. coming Friday, hosting Manheim Township at Gursky, uh, which will really put Wilson in the driver's seat should they win for a ninth straight Lancaster Eleven League Section One title, and would be their sixty second victory in a row against LL Section One teams. Insane. So big game though. It's, it's absolutely a tough one. huge. So I think that's everything. Thanks for joining us. This wraps up. Up. Blah, blah, blah. This wraps up episode two sixteen of the Joe Mays and J Rap Show. We hope you tune in every Sunday for our take on sports. I'm Justin. Until next time, I'm Joe Mays. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Joe Mays and J Rap Show. Tune in every Sunday for the latest sports discussions from Joe and Justin. Each episode is available live on Ustream or Mixler and can be downloaded or streamed on iTunes and SoundCloud. You can interact with Joe and Justin on Facebook and Twitter and stay up to date with the guys at JoeMaysAndJRAF.com. The Joe Mays and JRAF Show is part of the JMNJR Radio Network. For more info, visit JMNJRRadio.com.